0: Have you ever thought about what your mailman has for breakfast? Have you ever wondered what your neighbor's favorite song is? And do you ever look at someone and think, I
1: bet they have a story to tell? Well, welcome to Ordinary Interesting, where we will ask all of those questions. And more, as we bring out the interesting in Ordinary People. Hey, Michael. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Going good, hey, I got a question for you. What? What is on your shirt?
0: So what's on my shirt? I'm wearing a black polo with a cute little red poppy flower on my shirt. That's a little pin that I bought at Nordstrom's last weekend. A red poppy like they,
1: they do for, what
0: is it, Armistice Day, I believe? <laughs> I don't know. Just a little fashion accessory, you know. Mm-hmm. Got to keep it fresh. Got to keep it cute for the people up here on these streets. You know, I got to look hot every day How yep. I roll.
1: Yeah, I just, it's... It's just different. It's unique. I like I like the red, and that is me. Different, unique. That is that is is, that is totally you. You are a red poppy in a field of
0: grass. You don't don't even know what (laughs) that.
1: What does that even mean? I don't know. I really don't. Your your
0: face is getting red at the poppy right now. I know it is. Your face is getting so red. Michael, I blush
1: really easily. You you know that.
0: So people typically blush when they feel some sort of shame. Which is, well, I
1: am shamed all the time <laughs>
0: yeah, as you deserve it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I did solve my fashion sense. Please come on.
1: I mean, we all know you're fashionable, right? Yeah. Come on, please. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows that. I know you can't match my fashion. I don't want to. What? No, I you don't. No. You don't want to match my fashion. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. What's that?
0: Um, because I mean, I, I just, I, I am, I'm unique. I'm, I'm a flower. I am. I mean, no one is like me. I'm a snowflake. I'm there we unique. Go. How I roll.
1: That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad you're unique. I'm glad you're cool. That's, that's pretty yes. awesome.
0: So cool is definitely what we should say, because that's, mm. that's the truth. Mm-hmm. You could take a page from me, right? What? C-O-O-L. Oh, oh, right? You don't, you that's don't. That's how want, the word you, is spelled.
1: Hang on, hang on a minute. You, you don't want me to copy you. No, absolutely not
0: no because you, you, you can't you, don't even try
1: <laughs> you look ridiculous i mean michael have have you seen me and you know the things i am capable of when I, it comes I, to looking that's ridiculous. why i'm seeing
0: all of this because i have seen you <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're seeing me right now i mean you know the mm-hmm. listeners aren't but you yes, are exactly no. yes I, I do see
0: you unfortunately yes <laughs> unfortunately okay thanks <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> no okay so the, the flower means something so I recently got a pretty significant promotion at my job. Oh yes, you did.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you. So pretty much, you know, I, I have been on a journey of exploration the past couple of years and I've kind of changed up my style. Like I got some new hairdo, I got an earring now and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just kind of like stepping into what makes me, me and enjoying that and some color and art and what I wear and who I am now. And uh, pretty much every single time I've got a significant promotion, I've worn some sort of little accessory. It's typically been a flower, mm. just because it, it really helps to denote, like, me just growing as a person because flowers on their planet in whatever soil they, they can get, and then they grow, right? And so mm-hmm. I I've, I kind of use it as as like a symbol for me of how I've grown. So that's kind of where the symbolism comes
1: from. So okay, okay.
0: So, yeah so make fun of that I'm not gonna <laughs> come on now. What you' you've, got to ru- say. You've
1: ruined you've ruined the fun like you've just made it all serious and <laughs> heartfelt and now I now I feel like a total jerk if well, I make fun of you for well,
0: it well fashion I mean okay I so y- you have your own fashion that's cool you mm-hmm. are you I support you but I mean fashion is something that evolves with us it changes as, as we grow as people our fashion changes and evolves like I never thought I would wear an earring before mm-hmm. like I never thought that would be my thing but I Love it, and I think I look amazing in it, and I love it every single day. And I'm shopping for more earrings now that it's finally healed up through huh. that horrific three week
1: process. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was wondering about that. How how has that been going? And by the way, I do like the earring. I'm not going to judge you for that. I think that looks pretty sharp.
0: You know what? So you know how you know rappers are always talking about you know girls and money and cars and stuff. Oh, um, quick, and all, I do
1: have to ask what what is your favorite rapper? Oh, I don't know. I
0: don't I don't like.
1: Can- McLemore, I I don't, I don't, I don't. Our guest is over here watching and she is just like eyes covered. Like, I don't oh know. My I'm not a rap
0: person. Okay. I'm not a, I'm, I'm a Mozart kind of dude. Okay. That's how I roll. I, I see y'all's faces. <laughs> <laughs> so the point I was making is, you know, these rappers right here, they're like rapping about their struggles on the street and all the stuff that they've got going on, but they never rap about like, They all, they have tons of bling all over the place. And I don't understand how they do not rap about the struggle of trying to like overcome their infections from all, from all of that bling that they keep getting themselves pierced with. Like I got one (laughs) earring and I could not sleep for like a week because I kept like rubbing it and it would like get infected. They had to like put creams on it and stuff. Like it was a problem.
1: You know, most rappers rap about, you know, things like getting shot and how many times they've been shot. I think that's a little more of a struggle than the time that they got a slight ear infection. Well, I have also been shot
0: in the earlobe by a (laughs) tiny needle, and and a cubic zirconia diamond was inserted, and it changed my life forever. And it made the next three (laughs) weeks a living hell. So you know, I I have struggles too. Don't don't minimize my struggle just because I don't have a like little in front of my name or like I'm in a beverage or something. Little Michael. doesn't mean that my struggles ain't real up in here, okay? Recognize. Right. Respect. <laughs> your face is so red. Oh my no. gosh, like a tomato. Are you okay? <laughs> oh. oh, you should be wearing me on your shirt. I <laughs> should, what? You're not a flower, so. Oh. hey. I am very delicate, okay? This is true. I mean, look <laughs> at your face.
2: <laughs>
1: so true. Oh, so um,
0: what are you wearing on your T-shirt?
1: Oh, yeah. So on my T-shirt, I've got a wolf. Okay.
0: Yeah. What does that symbolize? What's the story behind that? What does oh. that mean?
1: Yeah. So, so the story behind my wolf is there's actually a Twitter account called Not A Wolf. And it is basically a parody account if you've not ever seen it. I think the actual twitter handle sick of wolves because he's definitely not a wolf but it's all about a wolf just trying to pretend to blend in with human society okay. and become a graphic designer at a mid-level tier in a new york design firm so that's pretty much the whole twitter account and it's hilarious and amazing and um he talks about eating the rich and you know just being a really cool wolf so that's that's what the t-shirt is it's just hilarious and he's no, he's probably more fashionable than me. I mean, if I'm being honest, he's wearing like a. See if I can do this without ruining my camera. Um, <laughs> uh, there we go. Yeah, you can see the wolf. That's a very fly wolf. All the all this stuff, and you can see you can see the ketchup. The wolf did not bleed or did not attack anybody. That's just okay. ketchup from my toddler. <laughs> um, that that's what I'm going to blame it on. Um, but ketchup, yeah. So, anyways. That's that's the wolf and um he recently came out with a book and this is not a plug like this is our first episode we aren't plugging anything but I will plug this book I am not a wolf you can see Mhm okay. it's so so like amazing it. Yes See him okay. get the wolf on the subway Yeah and and get this This is a choose your own adventure book
0: Oh okay I have not read a choose your own adventure book since I was a kid It's been oh. a minute
1: Oh this is like prime perfect I okay. think you would get a good, good laugh out of it
0: so uh, when i think of wolves there's so much in like folklore when it comes to, like vampire folklore and all of that that's tied up into wolves and werewolves and about identity and like you know someone who's trying to live in society but has this fierceness inside that's just waiting to come out there's so much yeah. about that i think is really interesting and you know there, there's a lot of wolves that you see in fashion designers have used it and yeah. I think gucci at one point had a had a, a lion that had wolves on it mm. so i know that i think louis vuitton had one so it's just like it's like animals in fashion is such an important thing because people identify with that like they, they identify with the spirit of the animal and you know the the attributes and how they want to be as a person so it's it's interesting
1: yeah i, I was thinking more along the lines of like three wolves howling at the moon but definitely there's <gasps> you know a wolf inside of me yeah. and i hope that people see that when they see the shirt and they go man that guy must be cool
0: well, they definitely <laughs> see that when they see your nappy beard. They can definitely see that. Nappy?
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, just, okay. Just Thank you, Michael.
0: Patchy right there in the middle. They can well, really see. I've got see. the only
1: HD camera, you know. <laughs> so we so. can really see it. <laughs> it's HD. Like, it's it's right. in HD. Yes, it is. I. It's right there. I should have brushed it more. I should have put my oil in it. I just, you know, I wasn't thinking about it. This is a podcast. Nobody else is going to see it.
0: I have thought about getting an HD camera because I, I work from home. So I thought about getting a higher quality camera to use mm. when I'm when I'm working. But I don't want people to see every imperfection. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm OK with some pixel damage because it makes me look better. So that's
1: a <laughs> high roll. Well, this actually allows me to hide more of my room. You can't see all the mess behind me that the toddler makes it's a lot I've been easier in that
0: room it's amazing
1: yes it is an amazing room but <laughs> it, it, it nice can get room. messy no thank you but you it can be played video games in
0: that room multiple times
1: together yes we have Those Yes, the we days. Have. yeah yes and i have always beaten you in mario kart and you can't no 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 no
0: no no no, no 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 i beat you one time oh that's true you did once and you were really upset about it like it really hurt your ego like i was no. worried about you for a minute
1: no we did
0: not yes oh please okay you blocked no. that out <laughs> must been, must have, you must have been in therapy since then.
1: Yeah, well, I've I've gotten my wolf in my oh, I heart. I see. So the, the, wolf not, helps, yeah. the wolf helps. The
0: wolf helps build up your confidence when you're crushed at your favorite video game. The wolf inside will come to life and give you the self-esteem back that you've lost. I see.
1: Yeah, that's a good metaphor. That's a good metaphor. Well, I love that T-shirt. I, I just want I want you to be okay. Well, so. thank you. I'm fine. I'm good. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways. I think we should move on and introduce our guest. Let's do it. Donette has been patiently waiting. Yes, she has. And so we wanted to just bring her on right now and uh, welcome Donette. Before she jumps in, just a little bit about how I even met Donette. So Donette and I met, of all places in Prague, we were on a, I guess, a rewards trip for our significant others, my wife, her then boyfriend, friend now had both done a lot of traveling all over the world and had racked up a bunch of points. And so they spent those points by taking us to Prague on an adult trip with EF tours. And it was amazing. I mean, it was really cool. And one of the cool things was just getting to meet Donette and getting to learn more about her. You know, when you go on those types of trips and you don't speak the language, you tend to connect with the people that are in your group. And so she was definitely one of the ones that we connected with. and had a good time. And and by the way, Donette, Bahar says hi.
3: Oh my goodness. Can you tell her I said hi? I love her so much. I absolutely Uh, (laughs) love. And it's so good to be here. Hi, little Michael. I feel your struggle, so we got to add that little in front of it.
1: I love it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Chris, what a lovely introduction. It was so awesome meeting you in Prague, by the way. Yes. (laughs) The grown-up trip, the grown-up trip where we went to Pilsner, Yes. And had a ton of beer. Mm -hmm. I think I still feel that in my system somewhere. (laughs) By the way, fun fact, I have a gluten intolerance now.
2: Now? (laughs) Like since that trip? (laughs) Yeah. No.
3: The following. Oh, my God. No, it was that year. That year I developed a gluten intolerance.
1: Oh, my gosh.
3: Let's blame Pilsner.
1: Yeah, it's it's all Pilsner Kel's fault.
3: It's a great advertisement it's for Pilsner. It's the, yeah, it was the unfiltered Pilsners
1: that we were drinking over there.
3: It's a great ad. Holla at me, Pilsner. Like, we'll give you more content. I don't think I've ever had
1: Pilsner beer before. It's kind of hit and miss for some people. Like, it's a more of a bitter beer. It's not an IPA. It's not as bitter as an IPA, but it's nice and crisp. It actually goes really, really good with pizza. Like, okay. It's a Ooh. really good pizza beer.
3: You know what? That's a really good thought. I didn't think of that then. If I thought of it then, maybe I would have consumed more with pizza. Two things I cannot have. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yeah, this that's
1: right. So yeah, mean. Gluten intolerance. I, yes, I'm, I'm the mean one. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome.
3: And FYI, I do love, love, love the flower metaphor, Michael.
0: Yes. Thank you so um, much. Yes. Yeah.
3: Beautiful. You made that up just for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh i see how it is okay <laughs> thank you oh,
1: that my, is reading okay. what i'm thinking so
0: uh-huh. okay y'all got together and
3: conspired before this i see how this is gonna
0: go it's gonna be a good hour i am ready for this i am stoked. are
3: you oh i've got my <laughs> boxing gloves i'm ready
0: okay girl bring them out and they're gonna be some stylish <laughs> boxing gloves too oh they are
3: you know i'm i'm always careful you never know blood diamonds but I, I can rock with a little pearl, some black opal, some, Ooh, you know, okay. sapphires.
0: Yes. Now you're, right now you're now. speaking my language. Okay. Because diamonds are boring. Come on.
3: Diamonds are boring. And free idea for Bobble Bar. Like, they do need to come out with some boxing gloves that are studied. Yes, their they little, do. Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because, they, because they, I mean, they would do even more damage.
3: Ex- oh, of course. But you want to bling... When you knock someone
0: out, yes, beauty and power. Yep, you want your oh. blood dripping off of those diamonds, You're making them. Yeah, I, girl.
3: It's a campaign already.
0: It is. It is. We're gonna get rich <laughs> off of this. It's gonna happen. We're both of yeah. us can all quit our jobs, except for Chris, because Chris hasn't bought in yet. So it's just gonna be our just us together. Chris can do his own thing by himself. Yeah, well, no, technically, doing that.
3: I can't quit my job because I I am my job. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling all too well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Michael, the dreams that you come up with.
1: (laughs) All right. So let's dive in. Where does your story start?
3: So my story starts in Grenada. It's this very small island. You know, I actually had to look it up the other day for my Lyft driver. (laughs) It's about as of 2018, it was like a little over 110,000 people on the island. Wow. And yeah, I was born there. I was raised there. I went to a couple of schools. I went to private school. Well, I was homeschooled. Then I went to private school. Then I went to St. Louis Girls RC, Roman Catholic School. And then I moved to the U.S. Culture shock.
2: Oh, I bet.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. It is the great immigrant story. I was about 11 years old. Okay. So you're caught in that interesting place where you remember your old life. And then you have this new life, Right and that happened i felt that over time so then i just felt so out of place completely out of place i i don't think i spoke much <laughs> i think i was just observing for quite a while because it really was such is such a different culture i think every every milestone of my life i kept thinking what would i have been had i stayed where I'm from or who would I have been rather that's where the story really begins and I moved to New Jersey I went to college in New York I came back to New Jersey for grad school went to Rutgers are you woo? and uh, I guess a few coincidences fate destinies chances moments of lifetimes later here I am with you It's meant to
1: be. Yeah. I am um, very much the opposite in terms of like grew up, basically lived in the same house all my life growing up. Culture shock. I can say I definitely experienced because I went from private Christian schools to public school. And then my parents just, I was not a bad kid. I didn't act up. I didn't have educational like deficiencies or anything. My parents just were like, we want the best education for you. So I jumped schools like several times without ever even moving houses. So I can understand a little bit of what you're, what you're talking about there. And that's, that's a challenge. That's a challenge coming to a new place and getting to know people. I got to know how to make friends really quickly doing all that. Did you find that it was easy to make
3: friends or. That's such a great thought. And I think, you know what? I think you're also, I don't know. You're definitely outgoing. Chris. You're definitely outgoing. I made friends, but. I still kept to myself and I feel that, I don't think it was a hindrance. I think everything happens for a reason, but I jumped schools a lot too. So moving here and I jumped schools there, but I definitely jumped schools a lot here going to public school and then junior high school. And then I insisted, actually my family insisted. And I was like, right. I'm like, guys, I'm right here with you. I'm going to private school for high school. Don't worry. We're on the same page making friends was never a problem i think my shyness was for part of it but you develop into yourself right you make the friends you're meant to make i think whereas you were like oh yeah great opportunity to make new friends i'm like oh yeah great opportunity to see what side of me is oh
1: it never feels <laughs> like it at the time yeah
3: it never feels like- but i got to develop i'm like oh great So I can leave behind that meme and become this new version of me. Let's see what these people get. So I really, really loved going to new schools. Also, I was, I I was really smart. I am really smart. So I was like, okay, who do I have to beat now? Let's go.
1: (laughs) I was stalking you on um, LinkedIn before this call and going, oh, (laughs) she's got some serious degrees.
3: (laughs) You know what? It's. I don't think I talk about this enough. I wanted to be an academic. So even as a kid growing up in the Caribbean, we take, you know, different entrance tests as kids. So by the time you're 12, you're testing to enter into high school. And then you're in university by about 16, college and university. Mm-hmm. So my entire goal was Oxford. I was like, oh, I'm going to Oxford University. And then... When we moved here, it's uh, an entirely new learning process, right? Because my parents were also learning on the other spectrum. And then I just became who I became. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go here. I think I made a very last minute decision to not go to Fordham University. I'm like, I'm going to go to this smaller school where I can really hone in on who I want to become and, you know, play guitar and be one of those kids. And then, uh, well, the funny thing is, by by my senior year of college, I'd gone through some stuff, but I still got my Oxford application and I'm filling out my Oxford application and everything's fine. And uh, boom, another health crisis. Mm. So it was, yeah. So that diverted me a little bit. And then I decided, you know, after things smoothed out, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to be an academic. So I might as well start my PhD journey. Fun fact, Uh, I did not. I decided to leave that program (laughs) go into an entirely different program. And I decided, well, I'm still deciding that, you know what? I'm going to get my JD. Oh. So, yeah, I've always been interested. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, listen, guys, I'm young. It's still going to happen. I'm not in any rush. I've got a great brain. I'm ready to go whenever I'm ready to go.
1: That's Cool. That's really cool. So you mentioned, you mentioned a health crisis. Could you maybe share a little bit about thats that? I'm curious to know what happened.
3: So I, uh, I was, uh, how old was I? I was about 20 years old when something just felt wrong. And I know it's crazy to say that, but yeah, something felt off. And I remember one of the first things was I was hanging with some friends. We were out it's summer And my fingers went numb. And usually no one will think twice about it, but the next week happened again. Fingers just went numb.
1: Like your whole fingers or like what part?
3: Just like all of it. (laughs) Just Mm. (laughs) from tip (laughs) to knuckle to, to, well, not knuckle, but like all my fingers just kind of swole, slowly Mm. went numb like a violet. In Willy Wonka, without the purple factor.
0: Okay, sure.
3: Right, I painted that picture real nice for you.
0: You did, I love (laughs) it. That was perfect.
3: Thank you. So they went numb, and after a while I'm like, "Mm, I guess I'll call someone. I'm not kidding, this was my actual thought process. It wasn't like, oh, let me go to my doctor, let me do this. I randomly, randomly called this hospital or this neuro department. And I don't even know, I cannot tell you guys how I arrived there. I'm just like, okay, this is what I've got to do. And I wish I remembered the woman who I spoke to so I can like hug her one day. But she goes, you know, I need to refer you to a specialist. Didn't question it at all. Like, sure. She gives me the name of this doctor and the number. I make an appointment. And then I'm So I'm 20 years old, right? I'm, it's the summertime. I'm home. I'm with my parents. I'm like, oh, by the way, I have this appointment with the specialist because my fingers have been gone numb. And my mom is like, what? 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 What are, you, what are you saying to me? I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think it's really good to go. You have good insurance. I'm on your insurance. I think it's a really good idea to go, like, just to cancel out anything. She says, Okay. My parents trust me. I'm an only child. I like direct their lives. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we go, and after hearing of my symptoms, and she's like, "Oh, I don't think anything's wrong, but might be a benign tumor."
2: Mm.
3: Don't quote me. You know, she's like, "Don't quote me." Nicest woman I've ever met. You know, we're Facebook friends now. So after that series of tests are run, and we discover I have Arnold Chiari malformation.
1: Hmm. what's that
3: uh so it is a. Uh, ooh, you know chris i don't want to get this wrong because johns hopkins website is not in front of me
2: but <laughs>
3: essentially, <laughs> essentially broadly, speaking. <laughs> broadly speaking my cerebellar tonsils were pushing out into my spinal cord oh, i wow. also had pressure on my brain so a yeah. couple of things happening there i mean it was good to know it's always really good to know. But of course, then you go into a tailspin. And I'm 20 years old. So, me in a tailspin, is just like quiet. <laughs> it's just absolutely quiet. It's summertime. And I'm like, what did I get myself into? Did I need to call the hospital? Like, why did I do that? Wouldn't it have solved itself? So, short answer, no, would not have solved itself. Mm. But that led to this crazy journey where Against my doctor's orders, I went back to college. And I'm like, okay, a team of like six doctors are telling me not to go back to college. Of course, I'm going back to college. They're doctors. <laughs> they went to college. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Naturally. I love that so much.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, at 22, that's like got to be uh, not 22, but at 20 as 20. well. That has to be like a really tough time to not do anything if you, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming you're probably very stimulated by learning yeah. and going to school and being in that environment, like to not have that, has gotta be rough.
3: Absolutely. I love school. I am a huge nerd, right? Like I love school. I love college. I was super involved at school. It was my life, really. Right. So you're asking me to remove myself from my way of life. Or what exactly? Oh, to wait around for surgery? Mm-hmm. Great. Right. No, I'm not gonna
0: do that. Hmm. Well, you also strike me as the kind of person that when someone tells you no, you can't do something, that's even more fuel to do that thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that right? Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. It's probably worth pointing out Michael is also an only child. Yeah. So girl, yes. I guess. <laughs> yes.
3: Oh, we are so connected. Yeah, Michael, we're too. gonna have fun. Nice. I love it. So I was homeschooled. Oh, I was
1: homeschooled. Oh.
3: Yeah. Wait, are we all, were we all homeschooled at one point <laughs> that, that or whole another?
1: schooling experience I had, like two years of it, we're, were homeschooled.
3: Okay. Yeah. No, same. But yeah, absolutely. I do not sit still when people, when someone says don't, I need to know why. Give me yeah. rationale and reason. Give me everything you got. Uh, went back and I'm like, oh, this is fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It was not fine. In fact, <laughs> I struggled. All of a sudden, my symptoms were worse. Mm. I was lethargic all the time. I run on sheer energy. I don't drink coffee, guys. I don't actually need coffee. I love the smell of it. I love the taste of it, but don't actually need it. So I was a little live wire then. I was always a little live wire just running around. All of a sudden, having no energy. I felt like I lost my body. I couldn't do the simplest things without feeling tired. And I I couldn't tell anyone. Mm. Of course, I'm never going to tell anyone. Like, oh my God, I can never tell anyone. I had these roommates. They're great, you know. Nope, couldn't tell anyone. I had like, I don't know, three different jobs in college. And then I was a features editor on a newspaper and doing all these other things. And like, all right, just keep going. Just make it one more day. You got it. You got it. At one point, I left my class to sit outside because I'm so exhausted. I'm like, something feels wrong. And I pass out. And I wake up on someone's lap. One of my friends, she said that I looked looked dizzy. And I did communicate to her that something's wrong. So she just sat there Mm. and let me pass out on her lap. And I wish I remember who exactly this person was. I thought that was the nicest thing anyone could have done for me. No questions asked. If you're listening, hope you remember. Thank you so much for your lap and for your compassion. It was a crazy experience. And I ended up doing what I didn't want to do, which is having to drop so many classes. And I'm the kid who took 22 credits every semester. So I dropped all the way down to minimum 12 that semester fall of my junior year I couldn't finish I left I think right after my birthday I got really really sick and I couldn't move so I was semi-paralyzed I was in my apartment in the shared suite in my room I didn't have a roommate and I got really sick couldn't move for about two to three days but my roommates had no clue I was there because I was always gone. I was always, you know, mm. doing something or working or at the the multimedia lab or video editing, whatever it was. And I remember thinking, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go home. And I called my mom and I'm like, Hey, can you tell dad to come get me? I think I'm dying now. And I uh I hate that I did that to her.
2: Mm.
3: I hate that I did that to her. But it was just my body saying okay we've had enough we're tired now and uh yeah i went home missed finals (laughs) didn't care uh for the first time in my life ever (laughs) sometimes sometimes you learn there's a lot more than your finals there's a lot more than your final exam and that's when i learned that lesson they called me and they're like, oh, you know, you've missed all of your final exams. I'm like, oh, you know, I have surgery in the morning. <laughs> and I did it because I'm just, <laughs> I wanted to be that snarky, but <laughs> <laughs> but I did have surgery in the morning, actually. And that was a process. That was a painful process. My head was like a watermelon. I had such an excellent team of people and this small community of people around me who knew They were so great about it. I I actually, I did something horrible and I think I'll be apologizing for a long time still to my friends I never told. I never told my friends. I never Mm. told, I know. You know what it is? It's that when you're young and something happens to you and you realize that, oh, wow, I too am mortal. It changes Mm. Mm -hmm. everything. And you don't want that what feels like weakness you don't want that Mm -hmm. to be exposed even more are you kidding everyone around you is a superhero why should you show your achilles heel and that was mine and i just could not be the weak one when i've always been the one who's like going 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 getting them more than that if i'm worried about finals so are my friends why would i pour on add on We all have different struggles and different crosses to carry. And I couldn't just let my cross be anyone else's.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So I I love how you have this perspective of taking something that happened to you that's become a part of your life, a part of your story, such an important part of your journey. But your attitude is like it, it doesn't define who you are as a person. And actually, help shape you and make you into the amazing woman that you are and that will continue to be, and you'll continue to grow through it. And I I love that. I think the best people out there are the ones that can take situations, whether it be illnesses, whether it be whatever difficulty that they have and see it as a catalyst for their future and make something out of it. And now you have this amazing story that I'm getting so much inspiration from just hearing it just now, you know, it's just, it's, it's awesome to hear that. So I love it.
3: Oh, thank you so much for saying it. It took me, it took me a while to get here. And the way I think of it is, you know, why not me? And it's hard to think that way. It really, really is hard to think that way. Cause I, I know for me in that time, like I said, I'm an only child. So I spent the entire time being strong for my family as well. And especially mm-hmm. my mom and like, just put on a happy face, paint the clouds, <laughs> paint the clouds, sunny, sunny, and it hurt me ultimately mm-hmm. because I learned or rather I put it in practice how to cover my emotions. Yeah. And I think I'm really good at that.
2: Yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I have I the same I, thing. I know. I get it. Yep.
3: I think I'm really good at that. And it's not something I want to be good at anymore. So this yeah. guys, this is my coming out. Mm. I don't talk about, you know, having pra which I still have. And actually, I will add that a couple of years ago, I learned that I have syringomyelia, which <laughs> develops from people who have Chiari sometimes. It's like a cyst in your spine, it's like filled with spinal fluid.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh.
3: And I trust that you'll look it up. But, you know, the scariest part of that is like, okay, worst case scenario leads to paralysis. And I'm like, okay, all right, I can deal with that. you have to laugh nothing's happened yet and i'm monitoring my health and good fun fact after that first surgery i was like the point zero 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 one percent allergic to the metal and cement in my head really oh yeah well i said i had pressure on the brain as well so Mm -hmm. they um Essentially, cracked my skull open to alleviate to make room. I'm telling you, killer team of doctors, love them.
2: Wow.
3: So, I was allergic to the cement, so they decided to remove everything. Take no Ooh. chances. So, all the titanium. I used to joke that I really, really wanted to go through metal detectors at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I never beeped.
0: Security threat.
3: I never beeped at all. It was so terrible. You just, I just wanted to beep. to beep. I just wanted to beep. I just
0: there's a the title of the podcast right there. I just never wanted beeped. to beep.
3: I just wanted to beep. Just <laughs> once.
0: That is perfect. Write that down, Chris. I, I am writing it down right That's now.
2: Perfect.
3: Please do. I mean, no kidding. I wasn't healing well after the first surgery. I wasn't healing well, and I didn't feel like myself, and I couldn't. It's crazy to look at yourself in the mirror when you're still bruised. I was like, I got to leave. So I left the country and I went back to Grenada for a little while. Healed faster there, fresh air.
0: Mm. So I want to ask you a question kind of going along with your journey. So you are just a beautiful woman of color. And I would like to know all the things that you've been through. How has that played in your story? How, has that been significant at all? Has that been a factor What's your journey been dealing with all of that through being a woman of color?
3: Oh, wow. That is an excellent question. And it certainly did play into my story. It's hard being the only one, right? Mm. So I went to a college where it was diverse in terms of, you know, international students, etc. And I love that. But I was also often the only one. I think about it now, and I think that's also one of the reasons I couldn't just say out loud, hey, this is what I'm going through because I didn't need another factor. I was pushing so hard to be on top of my grades and do all the things I was doing and work and just keep going. And I had a great reputation at college. Like, you know what? No, it's not a pat on my back, but people like being around me and I enjoy that. And I think I don't need to carry a great cloud. And I know that is also a consequence of being a woman of color because we carry so much and so many burdens and we forget to look after ourselves in that. Even in my workplace, some of my workplace experiences, actually, I've been super blessed to work in excellent workplaces and become myself and be who I am. But I've had experiences that I know are have happened because I am a person of color. And I've had to take this experience of going through a journey that not many people have gone through because it's a rare neurological condition. And even finding out about my or myelia, et cetera, just take that and think, all right, well, I've carried this burden. What else is this? I can easily walk away from that and refocus on my health. And I mean, a few years back, I had a terrible experience where I had a manager who was definitely singled me out. Definitely singled me out. And a lot of people saw it. A lot of people said something to me. I didn't want to be- believe it because I'm like, oh, absolutely not. Can't be because of the color of my skin because I'm hired. Guess what? Diversity hires a real thing. Mm. It got to the point where a lot of my symptoms started kicking in. Now, I know my stress levels. I can carry stress like nobody's business. I'm a kangaroo. Put it in my pocket. Let's go.
2: I love that. <laughs> I love that so
0: much. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> That's amazing. But no, the the, the thing is, I know when I'm overstressed and I know what my limit looks like. A lot of people look at me and like, oh my God, are you stressed? No, I'm not. I'm fine. I know what my limit looks like. And I know with my illness, when any symptoms kick in, I'm at my limit. So I always have to consider, okay, which one's worse? Me losing my life or like getting to the point where I'm incapacitated or, Me walking away from this. And I think a lot of people of color, and I'm going to specify women of color because I do think, sorry, Michael, I think women have a bigger burden to bear in this world.
0: Yes, I agree with that. I'm I'm with you 100%.
3: Glad we're aligned. Wonderful. (laughs) We think that we have to carry it all and we have to take it and take it and take it. And I learned absolutely not. Take what? I know who I am. I have done everything i possibly could to build myself and to push myself and push my limits and i go into things very humbly because i do not believe i know everything and i love learning i still love learning so if i'm in any situation where i feel like i am no longer learning i am taken for granted my value is diminished whether Mm -hmm. by myself by me being in that situation or By someone looking at me and not seeing what I contribute to the greater pie, I don't need to be there. Also, you think about your purpose in life and I think about my purpose often and I'm like, ah, what is my purpose? What am I working toward? And really what I want to do is use everything that's come at me in my entire experience to help other people build themselves and motivate other people. And you know what? Be your wing person. I want to be your wing person. I want to be killer. I want to be right in your background, cheering you on. And I started my own company because of that.
1: That's really cool. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you. So how does cheering people on and building your own company go together? What, what's your company?
3: So my company is called Know Well Creative, as in K-N-O-W-W-E-L-L. Know Well, Knowledge of Wellness. Get it? Which is also my last name. Ah. I like
0: it. I like it. Nice. I don't think I knew what your last name was until now.
3: It's because I'm like Cher or Madonna. (laughs) It's just, it's Donette.
0: Do you believe in love?
3: (laughs) I do. (laughs) I do. And I I woke up to that song by Cher every morning at 16. It would be on Z100. Every morning.
0: Cher is timeless. Facts. Horrible hair. But that's that's just my personal opinion.
3: <laughs> you know what? You should see her in her sunny and chair days. That hair is gorgeous. I'm not I'm not a big Cher
0: person. I I I'm warming I'm warming up to the pop divas. I'm getting there a little bit. I'm just mm-hmm. getting a little bit into like the Remember
1: his favorite rapper is Macklemore. I
3: know I heard that. <laughs> that that is <laughs>
1: uh, not fair.
3: It is. How is it not fair? You my, said it. You said it. How's I, it not there? I've
0: not been much of a diva guy. Like, so my boyfriend. Do you is, like Adele?
3: Has,
0: yes, that's true. Okay, that, then that is. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. How about Beyonce? Like, like, Actually, no. The hive. I'm, the hive is listening. Stop it. The hive is stop. Not Beon- they will I'm, find. I'm sorry. They will find. You better stop.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I understand how horrible the the what I'm speaking right now. I get it. I get it. Angers people. Don't.
3: Don't. Like he meant that he loves Beyonce. Duh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. my boyfriend has been trying to get me to fall in love with Celine Dion. Like, and I just I don't I don't feel her vibes. Like I just am not like yes, Titanic, that's epic, like sitting there like on top of a ship that's about to sing, singing, like, okay, that's great. But <laughs> <laughs> I just I I don't like I'm not a big diva guy I, I I just which is I guess the gay community hates that too but that's just me I guess mm. I'm a, just a, I'm, I'm a unique flower so I don't you know are not me.
3: the gay community I want you to know you are not the gay community you're Michael okay yes, that's and that's true. enough yes. also you need to listen to Out of Ashes by Celine Dion I think she wrote it for oh, what is it Brian Reynolds is. Come on, guys! Really, Deadpool? Why? Thank you. She wrote it for Deadpool. Oh, Are you serious? Wrote that for Deadpool? What? Yeah. Okay, so
0: I'm oh, sure wait. I like that because I Hang love on. Deadpool.
2: Hang on, I'm pretty I sure think you know what talking about now.
3: Yeah, out of ashes. That beauty come out of ashes. It's it just, you know what? Trust me. Listen as, to it. As her.
0: long as Ryan Reynolds is involved in this, I'll like it.
3: <laughs> you will. Facts. So I
0: will.
1: I'll like that.
3: That's why I like Alanis Morissette. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. I, was no, I'm a fan I'm of kidding. her. Yes, I love her. Some, some, I love
1: her. Yeah. I, ash yeah. is deadpool 2 apparently okay yeah, yeah. okay yeah. I, I thought Man. i was like no she can't mean deadpool Deadpool. i do i, do. I saw that one I too do. but i know what you're talking about you I'm, know the I'm, song
3: you I'm becoming a bit of a taylor
1: about. swift fan
0: too now you're not walk bit.
3: away now walk away now Fast. Little, well no 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 so the reason no.
0: being is because i really respect what she's doing with with the whole big machine thing like, how she's taking her power okay. back, how okay. she is, like, re-recording her albums. Like, I really respect that. do I. love so do like, I. I don't love, love, love her stuff, but I respect just the female power that she's putting out there to to reclaim her artistry. Like, I respect that. You know what?
3: That. I do respect that. I've always respected that. And I gotta say, I was a Taylor Swift fan from, like, off the bat. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so adorable. She's like 15. She's writing her song. Ask me any Taylor Swift question. I could have answered it. Not really. Don't do that. Don't test me.
2: But that <laughs> I don't first, have any
3: <laughs> That first album, I was so into it. I was so into Taylor Vibes. And somewhere along the way, I'm like, what, girl? What is this shift? What do you stand for? And I'm not like, oh, stand for something, fall for but still, what do you stand for? So I like super respect Beyonce. Obviously, the hard work. I'm more of i uh, am I'm gonna sit in my corner and listen to my alt music and what I like to listen to kind of girl. So <laughs> I'm not gonna stand behind. Everyone. I feel that gotta Here's... say I went to Formation. You did? I I did. Hold on. Great seats. Didn't pay for anything. I had an email thread that kept going and going and I decided one morning, I'm like, you know what? This woman is waiting for an answer and I cannot believe no one's given the answer. So I'm going to call her up, called her up. And I'm like, Hey, I just want to let you know what's going on. Here's what's happening in the background. I just wanted to close the loop on this. I know everyone's been filling in on this, this really long thread. And she goes, thank you so much. And you called me and I'm like, Of course. I'm so glad you picked up. I figured I'm driving to work. I might as well give it a shot. And she called me at the end of the day and goes, Are you free tomorrow? I know it's really late notice, but do you want to go to the Beyonce concert? And I'm like, First of all, who would say no to that? Okay. She worked at Essence Magazine. Shout out to Stacey.
2: Shouts.
0: Shout out
3: to Stacey, who is actually one of my mentors. Love her. But she worked at Essence Magazine at the time. She is now, she's now at BT. It was the craziest thing ever. (laughs) she called me because she's like, you know, I remember you. I remember that you called me this morning and filled in the gap. And I really appreciated that. And we have an extra ticket. So join us.
1: That's That's awesome.
0: Those tickets are not easy to
1: get at all. Even I would go to a Beyonce concert if tickets were offered.
3: Absolutely. I was there. First of all, that woman can, I don't care what anyone says. Beyonce is an Olympian. I'm sorry. I saw too much to not say that. An Olympian, not a breath was lost in between the dance move in like eight-inch heels. What, what?
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, I I would love to be able to just dance and sing in eight-inch heels. Like that's one of, the, that's one of my dreams. And I, I can would, barely do two-inch heels. All
3: of ours, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I believe in you.
1: Thank you. Yes. I'm working on it. I think that Chris will get there before the rest of us. Well, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> i still got knee injury to overcome, so we'll see.
3: Oh, but. <laughs> okay. Wait, I actually, I do want to answer your question, which I remember. Here is how you merge that purpose of being in everyone's corner with a business. It's yes. that my business is digital integration. So I work in digital. In di- I'm just going to say in digital. I've been working in digital for quite a long time. I started my career in PR and after two years, went to grad school full-time, freelanced a bit. And I'm like, Oh, no, I'm digital focused. I love digital. I love multimedia. I want to push that into something. And here's the thing. When I was graduating college, I couldn't actually get a job because I had a second surgery. Mm. (laughs) Everything was paused. Mm. My life was paused for a few years there. I had a second surgery and My mom, I learned this later. My mom was secretly planning my funeral. Not that we don't have faith.
2: Yeah,
3: you know, yeah. I say it like that. Not that we don't have faith that everything was going to be okay, but we live a real life. Mm. And I'd lost, you know, it was not enough time in between the last one. I needed to get a blood transfusion. There's a lot at stake and there was a lot to plan for. So one thing I could not plan for was the future. Yeah. So now happy, joy, joy. This is how we bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I took all of that experience and everything I did after the fact. And I was like, I want to actually help businesses understand digital integration, understand what they don't know that they don't know. I've been working with amazing companies, amazing companies in the past, I don't know, decade or so. And I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot in consumer engagement. I've learned a lot in digital marketing. And I want to bring it to the small businesses that don't know as much or you know, even mid-sized businesses who need to learn a little bit more or maybe find out how they can integrate. So after I left, I was working with MNC Saatchi Mobile, now MNC Sachi Performance. And I was an agency marketing manager and it pulled my PR experience with my like navigation know-how. And I was their agency marketing manager for LA, San Francisco, and New York. And I'm like, okay, I want to go on brand. I had this awesome opportunity to... Create a digital department really and a digital process at Hard Candy Cosmetics, which I was like, wait, Hard Candy from like the 90s from like the parent chap, Lindsay Lohan? Hard Candy? Hard candy. <laughs> the nail polishes? Yeah. They had cosmetics. They were at, you know, Walmart. So I was traveling back and forth with that and just like enjoying learning, working in out of home, pulling in new marketing ideas for them and just. Having awesome people in my life all the time and working at times. After that, I moved over to Walgreens Boots and worked with like Soap and Glory and Number Seven. Then I left and then I came back as a consultant with Buxom Cosmetics and you know then I left and I'm starting this company, pooling all these years of experience and all my know-how and everything else. And I'm like, why? Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because number one, I need to control my future. Number two, I want to have some say with companies that maybe can't afford opportunities that they think they're not going to be afforded. Like, of course, I've had a lot of experience with partners within all of the companies I've worked with, and I keep my, I keep my connections pretty tight. I consider them friends. I want to just help companies learn. I want to be in your back pocket and say, hey, guess what? That audience you're looking for, they're right in front of you. You just forgot how to look for them. <laughs> let's let's get you started. I mean, I've been consulting while working all of these jobs anyway. So I would like have my full-time job and on the side, take up a gig and do something else. So why not tire out myself working for myself?
1: That's really cool. And, and that's the right way to start a business too. I mean, in my opinion, if you're going to start something for yourself, you have to start with a side hustle. You have to wait until it's time to be able to leap ship where you know you can afford to jump ship as opposed to being like, forget it, I'm out of here, starting a consulting <laughs> agency, and like three months later, you're on the market again because you never <laughs> had the cash flow to begin with. So that's that's really cool.
3: That's exactly it. Part of my business model is interesting because, Chris, like you, I am my business, Yeah, but I'm still consulting. Mm -hmm. Because it's part of my business model. So where on one hand, I can provide certain services to clients because I work with a team of awesome people who are stunning in what they do. I'm also able to hop in-house as a consultant. So yeah, it's part of my business model. I need to make sure that I feel okay where I am and no one's negotiating on my behalf.
1: It's cool to be able to take control like that and have that power. And-
3: yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm hoping to stick it out for as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I hope I've answered your questions. I think oh, it's yeah. it's always it's always big when you lead with. Gosh, let me tell you what I've suffered. But yeah, I hope I've made it fun to learn a little bit more. My new thing is trying to figure out how I can build a community that works for me. I'm not always like chipper and I do still have symptoms and those days they are not as bad as before. And I kind of just moved through things, but
2: mm-hmm.
3: I never took the time to find my people and my team and my community. Mm. And there's such a small group of us. So thank goodness for Instagram, right? I searched the hashtag a couple, maybe a couple of years ago. And I found a couple of people, and I stealth followed them. <laughs> and just—I <laughs> mean, sometimes I look through the hashtag and I look at the the pictures or the motivation and the inspiration, and it's really upsetting and un- it's unsettling sometimes because I'm like, oh god, it could be worse. It could have been worse. The people I stealth followed, so I connected with one of them last month, and I'm like, hey, just a DM. It's like, hey, by the way. I know you posted something a while back about Chiari malformation. Just just checking. Maybe I've gotten it wrong. She goes, no, that's why I follow you because I saw you mentioned it. And I, I do stealth mention things, but uh, I don't think anyone noticed. And mm. usually I'm pretty good about it. She's like, that's why I followed you. And she's in South Africa. Wow. <laughs> she's in <Awesome>. South Africa. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have her added on WhatsApp. Haven't had time to sit down and settle and have a conversation because I think, I think our experiences deserve the conversation. But mm-hmm. we shared our scars, which is awesome. It's That's the cool. thing, right? You show your scar.
2: Yes. Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, uh, going along with what you're saying, one thing I've learned, kind of in in my adult journey, some of the things I've been through is that people, humanity, we crave and we need community or else will die. I mean that that's how we are designed as human beings. We need that. We cannot thrive without being in community. And that can take on many different shapes and forms and colors and that's what we were talking about fashion earlier. I mean that's it unites people. People need to have other people in their corner supporting them, loving them, caring about them, spurring them on and cheering them on. It's important and so Whatever it is that you're going through, whether in your case, it could be a medical condition, it it could be education, whatever you got going on, having that community with you that you can celebrate and enjoy and have that camaraderie and shared experiences, shared scars, shared pain, shared love, shared all of it. That is how we thrive. Once I began to dig into community for myself in my life, I started moving myself forward just because I, I had that. The, some roots to pull on to. And not that we had to have everything in common because that will never happen, right? But it's just about having the people, like you talked about, your people who have something that you can anchor yourself to, to pull energy from, to give energy to. That's how we move ourselves forward and how we thrive. So I think that's beautiful what you said.
3: Oh, that is a sermon. Thank you for church.
0: But... <laughs> You're welcome.
3: but it's quite true and I think I've isolated myself for far too long and it's not because of shame I thought about that too I -hmm. I really dive in I get into my own brain but uh, it's not because of shame or anything like that I don't think I know I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed of this bold experience I'm not ashamed of living but it is because that feeling still that you're weak that you could be less than because of that. And living in America, you're certainly structured to think that way, right? If someone has an illness, it's like, you're certainly structured to think that way. Mm -hmm. Everything, I mean, even in this past, let's not ignore the fact that we're still in a pandemic, but the pandemic put it so that people who suffer from diabetes or obesity, they're they're looked down on a little bit too, because Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you're implicated.
0: Yeah, you're unsafe Mm
3: -hmm. you're unsafe so i think perhaps there was a touch of that but i am so much stronger than anyone knows especially myself (laughs) especially myself so i'm so excited and i hope i stay connected to that journey and find Mm -hmm. more people and build that community because it's cool i know the kiari when you have kiari it's like you're a kiari warrior but Mm hmm I actually prefer Cancer Warrior because those people are, like I say, it could be worse always. But I'm really, really glad to see and to be able to connect and to have opportunities to connect because I think we often take it for granted our own experiences, our own lived lessons. I just want to raise myself well so i can you know raise someone else well and you know raise an entrepreneur a business owner well because all of this is wellness all of it is wellness hence no well no wellness
1: (laughs) i love it yeah that's awesome
0: one of my favorite songs the lyric says the way that you smile when you believe in your future is different it's called Breathe by an artist called Senebo So definitely look it up. It's an amazing song. Check it out. But, you know, you when you when you talk, you can just hear it just in the way that you speak, in the way that you communicate. Just, I mean, our, our listeners cannot see you, but they, they can hear the life coming out of just the tone of voice that you use, the verbiage that, that you use. You can hear all of the wisdom, all the inspiration, all the passion, the life that comes out of you when you speak. And all of our experiences shape that and build it in us i mean I've always thought, you know who would I be without my scars i mean there i've I've lived a life being not proud of my my scars of of scars I thought that were huge that would you know cause people to not love me, to reject me, to think less of me and I'm on a journey now where I'm realizing that those scars are actually what makes me beautiful and what makes me unique and, and is part of my fashion and what makes me art as a human and really a viewing and experiencing and loving when you can hear that coming out of you too. So I think it's beautiful.
3: And I think you're beautiful. I'm not just saying that cause you're there in front of me and wearing this flower, but you're beautiful.
1: <laughs> thank you. You're
3: so beautiful, Michael. Chris, you're beautiful too. Oh, thank you. And I love the wolf shirt story. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> I'm so grateful to you for posing the question and asking these questions and helping me process. Cause you know, this is, this is it's mental health awareness month. If you know, this is, uh, yes, this is, is that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This certainly is that I feel so much healthier today than I have in probably a few weeks.
0: Well, I've always thought like we need a way cause uh, this is going to sound a little strange, but I'm going to say it. You know how you have like, over anonymous or you have alcoholics anonymous or you have all these different anonymous things why can't there just be one of those for like why do you have to have something like that going on to be able to go to a meeting every day and just chill with people for an hour have some coffee and a donut and share what's going on in your life like, i love it like why can't there be a program like that because it makes you better like it just being able to offload what's in your head to be it gives you space to organize and to reset yourself. It helps build your confidence because you're hearing yourself speak words that have been living inside of you for a while. It gives them power and it gives you motivation. And we we need more we need to do this what we're the three of us are doing right now more in life. We we'll all be better people because of it yeah. if we could do it. Absolutely I agree.
3: 100 yeah. percent
1: Michael, have you ever heard of post secret? No, I've not what's that? Post secret is kind of exactly what you're talking about. Ooh, okay. I know that most is a Twitter account, but I think it's been like a book and all these other things. And
3: it was a Tumblr for a while. I it think. was a
1: Tumblr for a while as well. But basically people mail in, you have a post address and you can write a letter and say whatever you want. It doesn't have to be addressed back, anonymous, whatever you want to say. And they share it in their Tumblr, Twitter, social, whatever. So it gets heavy sometimes. Interesting. But it's there. And, and I think you're right, though. I think that being able to, you know, be open, be honest about things, share with other people is really important. Yeah. Here in the past few weeks, I had, I'll call it an opportunity, but the opportunity to attend a friend's funeral, which is a really heavy thing. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine passed away from cancer. He had been struggling with it for about four years And I will say God gave him an extra three and a half years because when he was diagnosed, they told him he had six months to live and he managed to last another three and a half years beyond that. Wow. And, you know, that's, that's a testament to his spirit, to who he is, to whatever God had in store for him during that time. And just to see how he lived and embraced his life all the way through to the end is just the example of why carrying on the way that we're talking about tonight is so important like to give up to curl up in a ball and to hide to not ever share your story and all that like you can live that way but you're probably going to be the person that dies within that three to six month period that the doctors talk about or you can choose to embrace and i'm not saying that if you choose to live the best life you may live an extra long life that's not up to me or or anybody but it definitely like embracing that, embracing him, like him embracing himself and everything, I think really played into into, into that. But yeah, anyways, I'm kind of rambling at this point. No, but it was just, you're not. No, I'm that's, <laughs> no, that's like, no, really good. that's a
3: rich life. He was yes. able to grasp everything.
1: And that's that's the thing. He chose to live richly. And for me, that's what I really really impacted me about his life was he just chose to live and not be held back by the cancer in his lungs and the cancer that spread to his brain and eventually paralyzed him and all those things. Like he, he held strong through it all. And you know, it's a testimony to his faith. It's a testimony to his family. That funeral was very, it was very powerful. It was very heavy, but at the same time there was a, there was a richness and a joy there because people knew he was in a better place. Mm -hmm. His friends, you know, just really, Surrounded him with love and it was really cool to see, to be a part of that and to, to be able to be there. And a lot of people were there, which for a pandemic is probably not a great thing, but,
3: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> but it just shows you how well loved he was by the community and, and the, just the outpouring of love for him and his family.
3: Oh, I get it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I actually attended a funeral a few weeks ago as well. And mm-hmm. it was for my aunt. And I think it's, it's fair to call her my aunt because she's been in my life since We moved to the States and she's been everywhere. She's been graduations, everything. She passed away suddenly. It was, Mm. I was wrecked. I was so Mm. wrecked because this woman is a spark. It's actually a spark. She just, Mm. she's so bold. You know what I mean? The kind of woman walks into the room and you see her. Not because she wants you to see her, but because she's very directed in what she's doing and she's boldly mm-hmm. going. And she's, when she hugs you, it's a hug. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I like hugging people like that because it shows that you're infusing your spirit to theirs. And I think mm, like absolutely. God wants us to live that way. You know, like people are very, they keep to themselves in more ways than one. Mm we create masks every day talk about being an artist we create these masks every day to hide ourselves or to fit into the molds in which we belong a friend told me once when i met you it's not when you think i met you i met you when you when i first saw you you just walked Mm -hmm. into a room and i observed how people gravitated to you and they they lit up to see you and i thought wow this is." This is what God wants for me because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like I, I get along and I get on by being entirely myself. Someone even told me, I didn't think you worked at the company because you don't look like you work in corporate. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, is it because I smile? And they're like, yeah. Yep. That's
0: so true. I've been told that too, actually.
3: Yeah. I feel
0: those vibes. I feel
3: yeah, it's, the smiles change everything. I they think do. it just shows that you are willing, you're willing to live richly. You're willing to yes. open up your life and share it with someone else. And I think yeah. if, if you're intimidated by a smile, it says a lot more about you than, than the person <laughs> who's doing the smiling.
0: That is so true. You know, it's funny. So Chris can attest to this back in the day before I came out of the closet i didn't like hugging people chris knows that like we've been in small he was a groups. very
1: bristly man
0: i was very bristly and the reason being like i didn't smile that much I had a very like very closed off smile very conservative style and it was because i didn't want people to see me i didn't want them to see who i was i didn't want them to see what was really inside me i didn't want them to see what was like just bursting at the surface to come out because I was terrified of what would happen if I was seen. I was terrified of the rejection. I was terrified of, you know, just all of that that would come along with it. And once I began to crack it open a little bit, I now love hugging people. Like, not so much the past year <laughs>
1: because of the pandemic. You get to love hugging people, but you still get a pass to not yeah. hug people.
0: <laughs> right, but I, I miss it, though. Like, I, I have friends I miss hugging and because smiling like I I was looking at photos of myself I actually showed Chris a couple of these of myself in in like five years ago versus today and it doesn't even look like the same person like I I don't even look Mm -hmm. like relative of myself a completely different person the smile is different my entire aura is different and like I I like to hug people because I, I like kind of having that quick couple of seconds of like you were saying you're infusing yourself with somebody else and you're pulling the energy to you and from you Once you believe in yourself and build up that self-confidence, being seen is a source of pride because you believe in who you are and people see you and you can move forward with boldness. So I love it.
3: Absolutely. I love that for you. And I love that for me, too. I have a similar story. I just but I was a kid, so I was younger and I didn't really hug people and I didn't smile boldly. I remember in high school, freshman year, a friend said, why do you cover your mouth when you smile like She goes, you have such a beautiful smile. Why do you cover your mouth? And I'd never considered that I was hiding me in any way. I also didn't hug people much. And I admitted to my best friend uh, maybe a week ago. I was like, you know, it's funny. You were so touchy. you were such a touchy person. You're the person who got me to break out of that. There's a specific reason why I just was that way number one i was shy number two an incident happened where it's just like oh my god what if people don't want to be hugged but my best friend meeting her at 14 she just she was she's the most adorable human in the world and she's like poke we're just like poke me like i don't know this girl what's (laughs) happening and then she was just like see me in the mornings and just run and hug me And you can't help but hug her back. She's a Mm -hmm. spectacular human being. And before long, I mean, I think it was probably before even holiday vacation. I'm just like myself and hugging people. And so I don't consider who I was then not like myself. Don't get me wrong. I hugged the people close to me. I was just never very outgoing that way. Now... hug saves lives it's fine yes if it does well not now now. now. we
0: would. i I want to give you a hug so bad but i can't because (laughs) we are we are separated by by pixels (laughs) (laughs) bits and bytes
1: yes (laughs) we are getting on with the night so let's we don't want to hold you up much longer we have some interesting questions we've just got a couple we're going to ask
3: Oh, let's do it
1: let's let's jump in here
0: So if you were put on a stage and forced to sing a song in front of a world audience, right, unprepared, what song would you sing and why?
3: So that is my fear and my dream. (laughs)
0: i love that yeah
3: not kidding i actually majored in musical theater at one point of course you did i knew why that's why i I keep loving you more and more and more
0: why are we not best friends
3: we are totally best friends what do you mean
1: bffs yes here we are
3: oh oh my gosh what song oh wow
1: think about the one you can sing word for word pitch perfect
3: what do you mean that's a lot Okay. So pick with the one confidence you have to That
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> so then you had to pick the one that, that would impress people the most.
3: No, because no, I don't you go off. feel
1: of, in your spirit. Mm.
3: Okay, so my grandmother lives in the Caribbean. And I learned who the Beatles were because of my grandmother. Mm. My grandmother, I also like, she's just like the best ever. My mom used to travel a lot, live with my grandmother, love her. Love. So the other day, my cousin put the phone to her ear so she can hear me. I call her mom. And I sang Let It Be because it's her favorite song Mm. ever, Mm. ever. And I was in the shower, so my pitch was a little off. But yes, I do take calls in the shower, guys. Hello, efficiency. (laughs) But (laughs) it's probably caught between Let It Be and... The Promise by Tracy Chapman. Okay. I know. It, it, it brings out my emo vibes. But guys. I don't think you're familiar with that one.
0: I'm going to have to check it out. Are you out. kidding?
3: Am I, I introducing I you to like three songs tonight? Ashes and The Promise by Tracy Chapman.
0: Okay. I'm running them down right now. Got it. You know
3: what? I might actually pick up the guitar and learn that song now. Oh. Not now. Now. Because I have to eventually sleep and wake up. I was about to say, is she
0: is she about to pull out some musical (laughs) talents right here on the podcast?
3: You know what? That's going to be my next reveal. Tell you what, I revealed mysterious rare condition. Two of them on this podcast. The next time, let's just reveal a song. we will do a whole soundstage. It'll be it'll be like Tiny Desk.
1: Oh, NPR. Yes, I love that. Yes,
3: love that for us.
1: So so for Tiny Desk. So I'm going to tie some things together here real quick one of my favorite artists is imogen heap
3: yes mm-hmm.
1: yes yeah. oh, and she's so
3: happy hello hide yes. and seek are you kidding i yes learned a dance to that song in college oh. because oh my gosh yeah
0: that's that that everything when i
1: was in high school phenomenal. everything yeah yeah young and um
3: <laughs> it was you know it was it was high school and then there was another song It's still somewhere on my playlist. I've got to find it. Look at you, Chris. You're just pulling it out. Tell
1: me. So I'm a Janee, one of my favorite artists. I got to see her right after that album was really big. She came into Knoxville and we used to have this free concert series we would do downtown called Sundown in the City. And she came in and performed and it rained that night. So like half her performance got rained out. I was depressed and I was like, I had come in from like college to see her and everything. And like, I'll just never forget, like her stage presence is one of the most amazing things about her. Like, it's like you've walked into her house. If you've seen her tiny desk session, and that's why I bring this up, it's very much the same thing. She's just like, oh, this is what I'm doing and check this out. And this is a cool thing. And like, this is amazing. And like, she's so nerdy about everything she does because she uses all these very interesting, you know, musical tools and everything. It just made me really, you know, fascinated with her. And so I've just always loved her music. i have a thing for like female alt voices for some reason so that's kind of my musical thing like a dodie
3: i think is the new one that i'm listening to
1: right now yes she just came out with an album wait
3: wait i know dodie oh my gosh that
1: mousy whispery voice i don't know i'm weird dear is another one that's completely out out of left field that i absolutely love
3: can you have a playlist please please attach a playlist to this i'm gonna have to build one
0: just just this episode has some bomb music that the world needs to
1: know about we're gonna check the songs we dropped tonight so anyway so i i just i love that and then for a long time taylor swift's song shake it off was like i had a playlist i know this is terrible like that was my jam like on my way to work because i was working a really tough stressful job and i needed something that was completely the opposite so i figured dancing around like taylor swift as in that song in my head as I drove to work was probably the most opposite thing from anything I would have to do during my it's day. It's
3: perfect. It's perfect. It's a perfect song. I actually, I'm often stressed out because I'm mm-hmm. navigating just like trying to be awesome in my, you know, consulting <laughs> yeah. role right now at NARS and then being awesome with my clients and being on 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm just like, Oh God, it's, draining. It's, it's draining today. I actually I did a workout before this. So I hopped on and a client of mine, Her name is Nadia Murdoch. She is sick. I literally scream during the workouts because I'm in pain. <laughs> and I, <laughs> it's a She's amazing though. She has this great motivational voice. So I hop in shower and I'm like, wind down. But usually it's Tegan and Sarah. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. Where does the good go? Where does the good go? Is my, <sighs> It's just that sound, that sound. Mm. It's that. It, you know what? Every song by Tegan and Sarah hits. Every That's song. A good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. very good.
1: Have you ever heard of Super Organism? Another female led voice one. Actually, my favorite, I would say one of my favorite lead vocalists right now outside of the ones I've been mentioning are, um, oh man, I'm going to feel so terrible. I can't think of her name. Courtney Barnett.
3: Oh. Courtney. Never heard of her. <sighs> Never heard of her. Hold on. Adding oh, to my Spotify. If you feel like
1: kind of an indie rock vibe, I singer, songwriter writer, lead female voice, tinge of the you can actually hear the the Australian accent in her voice. She's
3: Oh wow. She's fantastic.
1: Oh very, my gosh. Very, do you know good.
3: who she just off this just off this like image? Do you know uh-huh. who she reminds me of? birdie Hmm. Do you know birdie birdie there's a song she wrote called t-shirt and I just like want to wrap myself in that song. Like sometimes I play it and I'm just here singing, <laughs> I'm just singing t-shirt out loud again, very into my emo bag, but my emo <laughs> bag is also Python. So let's, okay. <laughs> it's fancy. It's fancy,
0: man. The, the playlist from this podcast is just going to be, I mean, yeah. uh, gold, yeah. uh, absolute gold.
3: Yeah. I agree. Can't wait to see it.
1: Can always say it. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, but no, so anyways, to bring it all together. So I'm a Jean Heap, I really love. I'm on the fence about Taylor. I've got a friend of mine who's like diehard Taylor Swift, and he kind of has influenced our whole guy group into liking Taylor (laughs) Swift over time. And her most recent album, of course, is so different from everything else, Mm which I'm just gonna take a stand for just a minute and just say I I don't know that I like it cuz I feel like she's actually copying a genre even though it's original. She feels like she's trying to steal other artists' work and that drives me crazy. She's like she's like encroaching <laughs> on someone else's domain by doing what she's doing. And she's but, she's yes. doing it okay. She's doing it well in some cases, but what caught my attention was there's one song off that new album that sounds a lot like Imagine Heat. <gasps> what? Gasp
3: wait pause what let's go spill it spill the teeth i want to see it Ooh. and
1: i've got it i got it again for for the show notes <laughs> for this playlist <laughs> i'll include it but i found out in doing some research on it that's probably intentional because she's actually collaborated with imogen Heat. she collaborated oh, did with her she really? on really one of the songs on her
3: 1989 album okay Ooh. Yeah. okay so look taylor actually is super innovative but she's also clever
1: Mm-hmm. She yeah, is she clever. Is.
3: she's clever she's very clever she crossed genres before yes. there was a plan for it and mm-hmm. and maybe that was the plan maybe that was the entire plan with big machine like cross genres this cute teenage girl coming out into the musical world with her little acoustic guitar singing about drew who never looks at her and she's got a huge crush on him teardrops on her guitar yeah great transition to pop that was easy yeah she was well aligned mm-hmm. to do so she can oh, yeah. She can walk that line between country and pop because they are going to welcome her. And now, boom, let's bring in Folklore. Let's bring in Boney there. Let's bring in... She can do whatever she wants right now. And when Taylor decides that she's going to dye her hair some version of brown, red, auburn and become the next Fiona Apple... We're going to be like, okay, Taylor, you did that, girl. I, <laughs> yep. I mean, I guess. Well,
0: but she's at the point now where she she can, just by, like you said, just by changing her hair, she can create trends immediately.
3: 100%. Like she Do you not remember bad level. blood? Tell me you remember bad blood.
0: I mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, what? bad blood. Michael. I Come on. I'm, I just recently became into her. Like it's no, 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 no,
3: no, no. No, no excuse. Bad Blood was literally a case study. It's a marketing case study. She pulled together a team of people, actors, TV show actresses, Kendrick Lamar, Zendaya, right? Just uh, everyone pulled them together, had them create their moniker, their nickname, do this incredible cinematic video (laughs) of a diss song. I'll
1: have to check this out
3: yeah oh please do i want your feedback yeah. yikes
1: i mean hey she's speaking of broadway she's been in cats too right uh, oh god I
0: don't don't we're not
1: gonna just no.
0: <laughs> so back to Imogen heat for a second so do you ever mm-hmm. watch that show the oc
3: what do you mean how old do you think i am of course i watched the oc what's wrong with you well, that, wrong? That... i shouldn't be watching the oc when i was watching the oc yeah
0: well remember so that song was huge in that show Yeah. Um. Yes. Hide and seek. That was like the scene in that show that like made the entire show. I think that song is what helped make that show how ridiculously and somewhat undeserved popular it was. Like it was a good. I mean, it was a good show, but that scene was like iconic. Like that was like my high school days. Like that was it defined. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
3: But you know what? That's the thing. The OC was it's not just that one song there's a lot of them the oc was a soundtrack show like one yes, hill like you yeah. watched the show because like what are they gonna put oh my gosh death cab death cab for cutie is on the show no one knows death cab chasing oh cars my yes. right chasing cars was snow patrol i love snow patrol yeah but yeah the oc introduced alternative and like you know like cooler indie bands to the entire population so they can all be like oh my god we love them too
2: i know (laughs) but
3: can we actually fast forward to the now and can can i tell you guys about my obsess song like obsessy let's create that term right now obsessy i'm an obsessy of this song and I mean, I guess it's, the time has passed or whatever because it was so two months ago. But driver's license, I made mean, everyone listen to it. And <laughs> I, I didn't know you saw that. I feel like you saw the SNL. Chris.
1: I did. That's exactly why I was laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because that because one of the guys in my friend group chat like, sent that to the guys and, like, this is us talking about Taylor Swift.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I brought it up because when you talked about Taylor Swift and your guy, mm-hmm. this, this, this is a driver's license kid. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I love that song. I love that song and I guess like Olivia Rodriguez in London doing her tour now for Sour her album that's being released on May 21st. I swear, do you see why I'm a good marketer? My brain pulls in all of this information and I just regurgitate it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But seriously, awesome. love it. Driver's License is a really awesome song and guys, if I didn't mention it, it wouldn't be on this playlist and this playlist would be nothing that's without right. that Mix of emotional angst. This, okay? this
0: playlist, I mean, is gonna be absolute gold. <laughs> this, I mean, yeah, and the, the fact that's coming from this podcast is just gonna launch this podcast into absolute infamy. Like, oh, I, yeah. I I feel <laughs> Absolutely. it, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel it too because of you. oh my gosh
3: you guys stop your past guests are gonna find me and hunt me down (laughs) (laughs) thank you yes this playlist will be fire we should call spotify and let them know yeah let's have them
0: like buy it and pay us for it
3: (laughs) but we've already shouted out pilsner i've shouted out bubble i'm really (laughs) trying to get people listen don't laugh at sponsor money
0: that's right michael I mean I'm gonna to have to drink a pilsner now. Just just to have the experience.
1: Go buy a pilsner right. and Cal. I'm sure you can find one in in Indiana. In Indianapolis. <laughs> I'm sure it's here. Yeah. I, have no I know, I guarantee you it is. It's yeah. it's shipped all over the world. Like
3: it's, I said, had one Pilsner and now I'm <laughs> gluten intolerant. That's how strong that beer is.
1: <laughs> That's
0: right. That's I I love gluten so much. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so not much incentive.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know what? I've made it work for myself. And You know, I was never a bread person. I make my own bread. Number one, I'm West Indian. It's we have to. It's like if you can't make bread, you will be a laughing stock of whatever village you're from. I don't know, but uh,
2: <laughs>
3: but uh, no, my family, my my mom, my grandmother actually taught me how to make bread at a young age and we bake bread the end, but yeah. uh, I've never been such a bread person. I actually Ezekiel bread. So being gluten intolerant, is not the worst thing that could happen to me except for pizza year. I love Guinness so much. I went to Ireland just for Guinness and then took a flight to London to see my family and hang out oh, with wow. my friends.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, last question we have. Yes, Thank you for your patience. Like this is the question we we warned you about at the beginning. Yes. I've been
3: having so much fun. And,
1: and I just want to say, like, this is not planned. This question was not intended to be the, the question, but it feels somewhat poignant. And I'm really interested to hear your response to it. Yes. So, so the question is, if you could wave a magic wand and change anything about your life, what would it be?
3: Just hit me with the ones that hurt. Right? Hmm. I think as it is the mistakes I've made, all the scars I have, even the ones I hate and the ones I see physically every day, I don't know that changing any of that would make me any more happier or Mm -hmm. any less happier. But I do know that there are moments where I would take back or I would want to take other people's pain away, or just loss. Mm. And I lost too many friends young. Mm. And I don't know where their lives have been. And I know everything happens for a reason. But if by some miracle that reason could be reversed a little, I wonder I wonder what would change I know it's not like a roll of the dice and like you peek into the past and then you peek into the future and you come back and everything's as is. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, the old guard where it's like for whomever was saved, that person was saved to fulfill a greater purpose Mm -hmm. in the world. Like they might've figured out the cure for whatever. If I were to wave a nice wand, you know what? I, there's one thing I would change. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's so silly oh my gosh I hope my mom does not listen to th- my mom likes to watch or listen to things I do she's so cute like a little gremlin but <laughs> 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 but, but like adorable you know like I would change the way I was born mm. so I was born premature mm. Just because it's it's like, it feels like it's a consequence that won't interrupt anything else, right? Like, you know, like, okay, I was born at six months. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I wouldn't be in the same class with all my friends and the same things wouldn't have happened. But I was born premature. My mom was in a coma, a small coma, but like she didn't get to experience my birth in that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love reading Macbeth because I'm like, ha ha, I'm not born a woman. <laughs> Just because the Macbeth was defeated by yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Sorry
3: guys, I'm a nerd, I told you.
0: I yeah, <laughs> McBeath references I'm here for.
3: I get it. But I would change that for her because it was so difficult. Like, you know, being born at that time, being born in in Grenada, which, you know, third world country, West Indies, whatever. But I'm also a miracle, right because modern medicine, you have that part, you have the part Like, I was in an incubator forever, (laughs) ever, but my mom was also having to, number one, be in her 20s, have her first kid, and being told that, oh, well, you know, she won't live, or, like, well, I mean, she's out of the incubator now, but she won't talk, she won't walk, she won't, like, excuse me, I'm 5'9", all right. Somebody actually said to me, "I th- I feel like you're taller than five nine. You're five ten, right?" I'm like, oh, bless you. Thank you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm like six feet five, and I'm intelligent, and I'm living, and I'm talking, and I just would have want. I wouldn't want her to have that pain. Mm. Like I think mm-hmm. mothers go through a lot. Young mothers especially. Just and people don't talk about postpartum enough. But my mom, thank God, like did not have it, and I don't. I don't know how. Maybe it's because like my cousin was like a baby as well and she was the anchor baby. She was there at home. <laughs> I I just I think I would want to change that. I would want to change my delivery, I guess, so that my mother wouldn't have to live that pain.
1: Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Having actually been in a delivery room when a child was born. I, I can totally understand that. That's a really sweet thought too, in a lot of ways, because that yeah. moment is very special and missing that. I mean, that's significant to miss. So yeah. Yeah.
3: That was such an excellent question. Kudos. Right. Oh,
1: it feels, wow. it just feels very poignant. I was like, I was looking at it going, wow, this is going to be, I don't know how this is going to go over. <laughs> like, this is a tough question to ask after this conversation. So now it's your chance. What no. question do you have for the next person to come
3: on? This question sounds morbid, but I promise it is so fruitful. If God forbid you were to die, whatever age, maybe a ripe old age, maybe whenever, what legacy would you want to take from your life? And this is where the, like, I guess, fantastic element comes in. This legacy is actually a tangible gift to the world what tangible gift of a legacy would you leave to the world and you can't say cure cancer because nobody's sitting out here (laughs) like you cannot say that but what tangible gift it could be like uh, let's see michael might say i would want whenever someone's having a bad day a red flower appears Mm -hmm. but what gift would you leave to the world? What magical legacy gift? I don't know. However you want to package that, but I would want the next person to answer that question.
2: I
0: love that. And it
3: can only, it can't happen when you're alive.
0: Okay. So it has to be after they've
1: passed. Okay. I love it. What tangible magical gift.
3: It doesn't have to be magical. I mean, like I like saying gift because I believe that. Yeah. I believe in magic. I believe in God. But I also yeah. believe that there are so many things in the universe that we call it magic, but it was always meant to be there. Mm-hmm. People try to define too many things with religion, but that's not what I mean. Look, my, one of my interns say uh, <laughs> she is to say to the woman who believes unicorns are real and happiness is a social construct. Yeah, I do. OK, it is. Love Sue it. me, but don't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's important to have some
0: magic in your life. I would agree. It is important. That. So, so if, what what tangible gift would you give to the world?
3: Right. You okay. like, literally, I would love it that whenever I'm having a bad day, no matter where I am, I could be sitting at my desk. All of a sudden, there'll be a red flower. Nothing kooky about it. Nothing creepy, but just like a red flower to remind me that there's just a little spark. There's a little spark left. I can keep going.
0: Yeah. You know. I love that beautiful question well i cannot wait to ask that to whoever our next guest is going
1: to be absolutely
3: i cannot wait i'll be tuning in Duh.
1: yeah thank you so (laughs) donette last last question especially because you mentioned having a community we don't always ask this question but where can people find you how can people connect with you if they want to get to know you especially if they by the magic of the internet Find this and realize, oh my gosh, she has the same thing I've been dealing with. I need to talk to her. How can people connect with you?
3: Oh, yes, yes, yes. I would love that. So like you first said, LinkedIn, please stop me on LinkedIn, Danette Noel. My name will be spelled in the description of this podcast, <laughs> but also <laughs> Instagram, don't be a stranger. It's D-O-N-N-I-N-O-E-L. yeah. Friends, call me Donnie. I love both names. Friends and family call me Donnie. I love Donette. I love Donnie. Feel free to call me either. My Instagram literally says Donnette. So <laughs> <laughs> my handle is Donnie Noel. Excellent. This has been a wonderful, wonderful journey. Thank you both for your time.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for yours. This is what a blessing oh, to meet you. Seriously. Yeah.
3: Oh, it's such a blessing to meet you both.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you well, for will
0: Well, not be the last time. I'm coming to New York. I'm charging to New York. We're going to go and We're going to do all the things. Can all we, of them.
3: can we, are, yes. are you promising?
0: I, I am promising it's, okay, it's, it's happening. Get also, ready.
3: can we talk about the in the Heights movie? How do you feel about in the Heights? You don't like in, in the, the Heights? Heights? Lin-Manuel Miranda's oh,
1: what? That was his, wasn't that his original musical?
3: I'm not a, I've I'm not seen not a it.
0: Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. I back did. Oh, Michael, did not. Michael, you may have just been uninvited Michael. from New York. I wow. don't know. I just... <laughs> wow. I, I'm not a Hamilton wow. fan. I'm not... I know. I get it. Listen, Michael, everybody has Hamilton this fan. everybody has the same. You're reaction. not a
3: Hamilton fan. No. Oh, wait, wait. This is the guy who thinks Macklemore is his
1: right,
0: route. right. Mm-hmm. You I know okay, well, I, I deserve that. I get it. I understand. <laughs> that. I just feel like Hamilton is like it's like schoolhouse rock for adults. Like, like that's just kind of
3: that's that's just so my
0: what? unique perspective. I don't it's I res, I respect how groundbreaking it is. I respect it. I just I'm not into it, but that's just Okay,
3: but I just feel
0: like (laughs) I just feel like you're wrong. (laughs) that's fine.
3: Wait, no 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 You can feel feel that way. You just you this flattened everything for me. Who are you even? Have (laughs) you have you but you've seen Hamilton? You've been you've Seen it on
0: stage, like I saw Hamilton on Broadway. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I paid to see it on Broadway. I seen it, <laughs> and you just no. and you just
1: left, and you were like,
3: eh, I paid to see it. It was, I, it was okay. Just, it
0: was. It just was like. Eh. I, I just. But okay. But then again, I'm the Phantom of the Opera type. I'm a lay Miz. Like I okay, like so am I huge sweeping vistas and trauma and like trauma. people like having their faces ripped off because of drama and horrible things and like. Sing at the top of your lungs while the thunder is crashing. That's the kind of, I'm, I'm that guy. Like, I love the dramatic, like a thousand costume changes and dramatic everything and colors and people. That, that's just, that's just my thing. Like it's just, it comes with a little, little blah for me. I need like some incredible, like artistry and drama. And like, that's just me. That's just, I love, I love a tragic story. <laughs>
1: Donette, you were seeing a little bit into the enigma that is Michael. Sometimes you think you got him figured out, and then he throws something at a left field. you, like, yes, right. you <laughs> will
0: never figure me out. I'm so proud of that. You will never figure me out ever. You can it's try, true. but you will never figure it out ever.
3: Just, what just, just happened? What just happened? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, that's how Don't I try feel to about, it. That's how I feel about movies and shows and everything. But you just took me to left Broadway. Like you can, <laughs> you can sit back and just enjoy Hamilton in the heights. Nothing. Abuela died, fam. Sorry, spoiler alert to you. <laughs> spoiler just, alert to the audience, but really, really, no, you just no. couldn't. You just. You really just could not let it happen. Listen, you my can, boyfriend
0: almost broke up with me because of this. So, I
3: mean, so, the so, man was shot. He had
0: a point, Michael. He had a
3: big point. I'm <laughs> still
0: confident in my assessment. I'm I'm still moving forward confidently in my life. I
3: don't <laughs> but, understand. I mean you get you got all of that in Hamilton. There's a whole affair, he was killed. No, but where is I mean where like
0: I need like but I also I love Philip, opera. Like I love opera. I love classic commute I love classic opera. I love like like if I had an alternate life, I would be an opera singer like on the top of a mountain, like with thunder crashing, singing like a high like a high B flat. Like that would be me in like a sweeping dress with hair blowing in the wind. That would be my like my number one fantasy with like tears streaming down my face because someone's about to kill me because of La all Bo-Lam. the drama.
3: You would be in La M as a snow falls slowly. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love That's the opera.
0: Right. Wearing like vintage couture, like like that's what I'm talking about. Like I need that. Hamilton doesn't do that for me. Like there's not enough fashion, there's not enough like heartfelt, like heart wrenching. Like just it's not enough for me. That's fine. I Okay,
3: wait, I feel that. I I can understand that perspective when you're saying it's not it's not at an eleven. It yeah, is I, at a very nice contemporary fluidity, but it's not at an eleven. Like you're I not gonna get
0: Okay I, need you got it. okay I need it i just what i need i just need it i need okay the, the drama. all
3: right <laughs> yes
0: experience. girl yes Fantine, i've that like that is me
3: yes. <laughs> i completely get it you want the tragedy of Eponine. you want yes. you want the phantom's demise you want uh oh you want your nesim dorma moment you want oh oh,
0: oh nesim dorma oh
3: First of all, we can't. Uh, even talk. I got chills. I got Sinsorma chills.
0: makes me want to cry. I want I to cry. I just I want to be an opera singer so bad. Like like I just I just I want to be on Carnegie Hall. Like in front of like singing in front of kings and queens. Like <laughs> um, I want to do that. Like I yeah just. You yeah,
3: know what? I, when you come down, instead of going to a Broadway show, how about we go to an opera? I haven't been in forever. You know what? I went. I went for my birthday, my birthday in 2019. Yes. Who knew? Mm-hmm. After that, the world was shut. Down. I took my best friend because she had never been to the opera. Unfortunately, I did not love the opera that I saw, and I was just like, "Can we leave before the last act?" So, and I promised that I would take her to my favorite. I have three favorites: Aida, yes, La Bohème, yep, and wait, what was the last Please one?
0: Lise Tosca,
3: Le Comptori.
0: Never seen the last one. Never seen that Le one. La It's a comedy okay mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're gonna go i've been eyeing a suit that i'm that i'm gonna wear i'm working on losing weight so i can fit into this suit you have to wear like something amazing we're gonna go have we met people's heads will turn we're gonna walk Michael. in the to and be like everyone belongs here yes
2: <laughs>
0: i wear
3: amazing <laughs> i wear amazing i was actually funny enough yesterday a friend i met when i worked at the opera called me and she goes i think you don't know what you look like we would go to the office together and people would turn but you'd never notice and i'm like oh that's so sweet thank you so much for saying that
0: yes well it's happening
1: new york has prepared for us
3: can you please bring Bahar?
1: yes absolutely we will yeah we have our our in-laws live on long island And my I'll my sister' and brother in- law live in Jersey, so stop
3: well, come, yeah, are you kidding? Oh, we will,
1: yeah, uh, absolutely. It's
3: not like it's hard,
1: so we're not the only ones having babies in our family. my both of my sisters are having kids this year, and so, <laughs> yeah, it is an insane year for for the hill household. My grandparents are thrilled. my grandparents, my parents I
3: love that isn't it oh, amazing? I love that so much,
1: yep they'll be within about three or four months of each other it's gonna be surreal so yes i can't promise that we'll be there this fall but we will be there as soon as we can yeah but we've got
3: to be considerate with uh... that i will
0: go and pave the way for you i i will get new york ready for you when you come
1: live vicariously now now that said you know if i find some business in new york i might be able to make it sooner i can't promise bahar will be with me
3: man Mm, maybe we can make that work so
1: no, Maybe we can
3: make that. You know what? That's a great way to think about it. Mm-hmm. I should find business in Tennessee. Yeah. And you do too. I love traveling. I feel like I haven't seen enough of America.
1: Yeah. Tennessee's well, come great. On. This part of the you. world is, is fantastic. Oh, I've always
3: wanted to go to Tennessee. Or you can, oh, yeah. First of all, I love the song walking in Memphis. Okay. It's actually, I That's should have named that as my, state. Uh, <laughs> state. I know, but like, but still, but still, yeah. I do love that song. Mm-hmm. And every time I think of Memphis, I just automatically go to Tennessee and then I go to barbecue and then it becomes a food thing, like hot, hot, what is it? Hot chicken? Hot honey?
1: Yeah, hot chicken. Yeah, that's a thing. Barbecue, hot it. chicken. Never had it. Nashville hot chicken's amazing. The state is just fascinating. And I mean, we're the birthplace of country music.
3: Yep, I know. Cradle and of country And I do music. like country music. I don't know why people are like down with it, but I'm sorry I grew up with listening to bluegrass, reggae, soga, you name it. I grew up with music, so I love music.
1: There's a fascinating Radiolab podcast episode where they talk about country music's spread all over the world and why it impacts people internationally. It's not just an American mm-hmm. thing and why it has an impact the way it does. But yeah, but I mean, I grew up in um, a county apart from Dolly Parton. so. <gasps> One of the podcasts we've produced has actually interviewed the folks from the Imagination Library, if you're familiar with that, which was really cool for me because I got to tell them thank you because we get the Imagination Library books and it was really cool to tell some of the executives there. Hey, thank you for everything you do. We get the books. They're awesome. That is so
3: awesome. Yeah,
1: it's the coolest thing. But yeah, we're right in that area. Very touristy area, but beautiful mountains. Lots of Dolly Parton around and Bahar is still yet to go to Dollywood. So if you do come down this summer. That's oh. one thing she's been like, I can't ride the rides because I'm pregnant, but I want to well, go to Hollywood. wait until
3: she's not pregnant because, okay. you know, I want to have fun.
1: Well, yeah, you <laughs> and, <will>. be <laughs> and be
3: careful and be, careful. we're still in a pandemic. That's be right. careful and have fun. So I want to do yeah. all that.
1: Yeah, let's do it. We'll make it happen. We'll definitely yeah. make it
3: happen. Yeah, with my luck, we might bump into Dolly and she'll love us.
1: Oh, she would. She's amazing. And if you've not heard the Dolly Parton's America podcast. Go subscribe right no. now, listen to it all. It's, oh, I want
3: to. I've been, I watched the series. show, the Netflix series, and then, you know, of course it's on. So I was actually watching Nine to Five last weekend. I found like, mm. not the, yes. the, pre, the weekend previous. I found some free time in my schedule. I'm like, you know what? I need to sit my tiny butt down and watch Nine to Five and relax my brain. <laughs> phenomenal. So I love her. She's, She's wonderful. She's so transgenerational. Absolutely. Oh,
1: guys. this has been really fun well <laughs>
3: this has been so much
1: thank so you much so much for coming on we we'll yes. probably
3: have some editing to do on this one just to, <laughs> just to make it a
1: little shorter for listeners
3: but it was really good thank it you was so such much such a good conversation it's my pleasure thank you so much Absolutely. oh what an opportunity and you guys i can honestly say meeting you changed my life this is a new journey opening up in this way and I'm glad it was with you. I'm glad oh, to just thank you. Oh,
0: so sweet. be
3: here with yeah, you,
0: well, you You definitely changed the suit. I know that I'm super motivated. I'm going to go to bed mm-hmm. with a smile on my face. I'm going to wake up tomorrow with some motivation and encouragement, and I'm going to get it done.
3: Yes, so, and congratulations. Yes. <laughs> congratulations on the promotion.
1: Yes, thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you found this show interesting, and we know that you did, or you wouldn't have made it to this point, then be sure to follow us on your podcast player of choice and leave a
0: review. We hope it's five stars if it is five stars we'll read your comment on our next
1: episode and be sure to keep up with the latest on the show at oi podcom and you can follow me on all the social platforms at christopheles
0: you can follow me at eternal opus 87 on twitter and instagram
1: eternal uh, that's not what it was last week you changed, no, I, your, you changed, changed your social handle
0: i did why so this is true to that so eternal opus you know it means forever song music is my everything and music creates the rhythm oh. that my heart beats to that my feet walk to it's a thing i had that handle when i was in high school mm. and i got rid of it because i kind of gave up on my whole music thing for a long time yeah. and when i chose to kind of take back my joy and my happiness i'm choosing to go with that handle again because I want music to be part of my life again, and be able to make it and and have it be something that's that's I want people to know me for being that so that's why okay. I changed it back
1: excellent I I love it I love it and um that's yeah it's hard to make fun of <laughs> <laughs> I about to
0: say make fun of that now
1: do it <laughs> well I can because because you were originally on social media the young monk and I always thought of Thelonious Monk when I thought of that. Yeah, so I was like, "You He's already also were fire a musician guy."
0: Thelonious,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love the jazz. Thelonious Monk
0: were the best albums on the
1: planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, like your favorite Macklemore album. Oh, Probably.
0: <laughs> no, okay. He had Macklemore <laughs> has some hits. What? It, what
1: is your favorite?
0: I mean, uh, I don't know. What's the one that he did? Um, mm. <laughs> this is
1: how much rap you love, right here, Michael
0: just, I'm not, okay, I'm not saying that I like, I'm a huge McLemore follower, but what's Thrift that shop. song?
1: Hang on a second. Thrift uh, Shop? Thank you, Donette. Thrift Shop. Uh. He's <laughs> i
0: it was like a, He's still looking it up. find it. <laughs>
3: <If> <laughs> oh, he says Same Thrift Love. I, lo- oh. I
0: love Same Love. Okay. Which, I don't know if that's really rap or not. I'm just, I'm not a rap fan. Like, it's, it's just not hip-hop. my it's not my, my vibes.
3: He's not, so first of all, rap is your vibes. So you just don't know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're diff- They're different. But Macklemore. Uh, that was a cross genre mishap. But Mary, who was actually featured on that song, she's yeah. stunning. Follow her. I'm gonna send you a link to her song. I forgot her last name, but she uh, all of her songs amazing. Okay. She, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Excellent. Awesome. Well, on that note, thank you, Donette. <laughs> she couldn't contain herself. That's no, that's how that's, that's okay. how painful this has been, Michael. That's this, fine. This whole time, that's fine. this whole night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank thank you, Michael. I don't Absolutely. know why I'm saying thank thank you, Michael. Thank you for showing up. So welcome. Thank you for being here. It's been great. All right. <laughs> that's it. That's the podcast. All right.